Rabbi David Heber is with us, and I know that that excites a lot of people. It's really this audience, by the way, that insisted we get Rabbi Heber on this week. <laughs> we, we had done a comprehensive look at the year 5781 with him uh, a couple of uh, months back. Uh, but with this whole thing about Parsha's Mikates and the rarity of the Haftorah being read, everyone, or at least many of Rabbi Heber's fads, the people that love the calendaric trivia, insisted we get him on. So we made time this morning, even though it's a a tight Friday. Uh, Rabbi David Heber, of course, is spiritual leader of Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek in Baltimore, Kasha's administrator at the Star K, and our calendaric consultant. Rabbi David Heber, welcome back to JM and the AM, and happy Zos Chanukah to you. You too, a friend of Hanukkah, to your listeners, a good night of Shabbos. Always nice to be on with you. I um, I also heard yesterday that um, that when we spoke to our Mayor Pasternak on the air yesterday about the free Art Scroll Sitter app, he said you had a role in uh, in double-checking a lot of different things that uh, went into that Sitter app. So you were mentioned during yesterday's show as well. Well, yeah, that was very fascinating work. It's very, um, you know, the Art Scroll Sitter is, is unique in that it, it flashes up Yalvi Yava, you know, on Rosh Chaydesh right. and makes it very convenient. So we, we got to check it over a little bit. I mean, the things they to- that he told me yesterday on the air, I mean, the, the, the laning for that day comes up. I mean, today, today's laning will come up, right? And it's rare that we lane on a Friday or by Heber, right? It's got to be Rosh Chodesh or Yontiv in order to lane on a Friday. Uh, one of the things I learned from your shear, and by the way, the shear, you can give me the exact title. It's on TorahAnytime.com. But it's a shear that specifically, am I right in the title it mentions Parsha's Mikates with the Haftorah? I think so. Correct, yeah. correct. It's the 20, it's been 20 years. Uh, you know, is, is Mikates the rarest Haftorah? Right. And, one, um, and, one of, and we'll talk about that in a second. One of the things I learned yesterday was what days of the week are treated well when it comes to Torah reading and what days of the week are not. I also learned I also learned how those from Shevet Levi um, uh, sometimes dominate the Aliyahs. Not, not usually, believe it or not, people might think they do. But sometimes dominate the aliyahs, and in fact, uh, the Israels, um, uh, 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 a method has been created in our tradition to make sure that plenty of Israels get aliyahs as well. You got to, folks, go to TorahAnytime.com and look at my Hebrew about Parsha's BK to the 20 years since the Haftorah and all that, because today we're going to concentrate on that. But there's so many other things I learned from that Shear of my Hebrew, and I found them fascinating. You know how much I love this stuff. So. I, I, first of all, you, you have to answer a question for me. Am I right or wrong that that when when we grew up, the the thought was always that Parsha's Re'eh had the shortest of Torah? Am I right about that? That that was always the 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 rumor around the Torah trivia was that Re'eh was. So the, interesting. You mentioned that my father, Oliver Shalom, who really got me interested in this topic originally, he told me that Rani Akara is the shortest of Torah, which is which is Kiseitze. Right, and and then and then I looked uh, many years later after my father passed away. I noticed that Halakim which is the Haftarah for Parshas Chremais, uh, um, is only nine psukim, and Rani Akara is ten psukim. I think I have I think I have that correct. Um, and and I, I wondered. My father told me it's the shortest, and and yet it seems like there's a shorter Haftarah. So I said, Oh, I know what my father meant. He meant words. So I counted the words, and indeed, <laughs> Rani Akara was, is, I think, two words. Again, I, I did this a while back. Right. So Re'e, Rani Akara so Re'e, was, Re'e was never in the equation? I, I, I was completely, I I was completely missing, so. I was completely misinformed when I went to Yeshiva? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I mean, it, it, I have a friend, a friend who grew up, we grew up together. Um, his name is Mike Greenwald. We were very close friends. We were great at partner elementary school. His bar mitzvah parsha was Re'e. 
And but it was it was Rishchai, uh, it was no, it was Rishchai, but they lined the Haftira. He he lined beautifully, right? And I remember the Pazer like almost broke the windows by, uh, <laughs> um, you know, at the end. Shalish Regal in Bashana, right? And and then he, he lined every Yontif. And did you know what he did? He was Mice and Nefesh. He moved Tarsi Sral, and I told him, Mike. You're never going to lane this again, except Re'e, because in Eretzisol, they don't lane Yontif uh, Re'e. Only in Chutzlaris, right. we lane it. right. Wow. What a Meister Nefesh is right. But, but <laughs> Re'e is among the shorter ones in the Haftorahs, right? Like, I'm not completely... Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Just absolutely. want to make sure I'm not completely crazy. Um, and, uh, all right, so let's get to let's get to what everyone's talking about. Uh, tomorrow is Parsha's Mikates. It's funny. I look at the Luach just to see, you know, what the story is with tomorrow. And me and Ben Shabbos Mikates looks so empty. Usually it's so full with so much going on and there's nothing happening. It's amazing. Uh, and one of the reasons, of course, is Hanukkah is over and you explain in this year why Hanukkah is over before Mikates. Usually Shabbos Parshas Mikates is Shabbos Hanukkah, but, and we'll do, we'll try to do this quickly. If you look at the calendar, it, it makes sense because Rosh Hashanah Excuse me, Simchas Torah, rather. Uh, well, why don't you do this? Go ahead. Tell us when Simchas Torah was Fine. this year. No, you're good. You're good. Simchas Torah was a Sunday this year, and therefore we didn't lane Beratius. We got a late start, shall right. we say. Right. So we're laning. So Beratius started late. Uh, usually there's, there's about 10 weeks between Simchas Torah and the end of Hanukkah. So we almost, not quite 10 weeks, but almost. So we usually fit in Mikates. But when, when Simchas Torah is a Sunday, so now Beresh is a late start. Now, if Cheshvan had had thirty days, which does happen, um, then we would have we would have had the last today. The last day of Hanukkah would be um, would be Parshas Mikates. So we have that sometimes. It hasn't been for a while. Two right. Shabbos Mikates, two Shabbos Hanukkahs by Yeshua, and then Mikates. But because we had one less day in Cheshvan, so now that means we're even running later, and therefore Mikates crosses the line and goes over. The end of Hanukkah, and therefore falls out the day after Hanukkah right. instead of instead of on Hanukkah. Therefore, we had the, we have this pretty rare phenomenon. It's it's only happened um, a few times really in our lifetime. It happens um, it happened in seventy the end of seventy two, and it happened uh, it happened the end of seventy six as well. And um, actually, that weekend I remember very well. And I, it's very interesting. Cheshvan, which is a little side story, which at the end, if you want to hear that weekend, um, that happened, and a really beautiful story that happened that weekend. And um, let's see, it, it's happened a couple other times since then. So again, it just doesn't happen. So the last time, all that often. Last time it happened was uh, 1997, right? Excuse me. Well, it was no. 96, then it was 96, then it was 2000. Then 2000. So it was only right. fourth time. Right. 2000 is the last um, time it happened. It'll happen again three years from now, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Everyone will we'll come on the air again. And that'll be the last time this Jewish century that it happens, right? Three years from now will be the last time in this Jewish century. In the 5700s. 5801, right. Then it'll be right. 17 years later. Right. So um, it's really, it's, 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 it's infrequent. It, could, right. go, it could go 24 years, actually. It can uh, go twenty four years, and this is I, I, I this is not the same cycle as the as the nineteen year cycle of two others, right? This is completely separate and different. It's nothing to do Correct. with it. Correct. Okay. Not really right. It's not really a cycle. It's really you. You just you know the years come out where you have this this phenomena. You have right. Rosh Hashanah on a Shabbos, and you have a Chaser, which means twenty nine right. days of Cheshvan. Right. And then you get that's going to cause Hanukkah on Friday, which itself is also. 
you know, interesting to right. get two Fridays. Um, Hanukkah. Someone pointed out, and then I saw they got it from your shear, because someone pointed out to me yesterday, and then I heard the shear last night, that, that our laning yesterday on Thursday was pretty rare, because usually the Thursday of Hanukkah, you won't have the 7th and 8th of the Nesim. You'll have your Rosh Chodesh included, right? Usually it's Rosh Chodesh, or it's Shabbos Hanukkah. The 7th day could be Shabbos Hanukkah. So it's a rarity. Correct. Even yesterday's Correct. laning was a rarity, and obviously... Tomorrow is going to be strange that we take out only one Torah on Parshas Mikes. But, you know, before, and I know that Kedoshim is even more rare, and those of you who hear the shear from Rabbi Heber, you'll see that Mikates, again, to have the Mikates Haftorah is rare. To have the Kedoshim Haftorah, Parshas Kedoshim, is the rarest of all the quote-unquote, you know, weekly Parsha Haftorahs, so you'll, you'll hear that. In fact, you said that if someone actually laned, a specific year, I forgot what year it was, if they laned for their bar mitzvah and had the haftorah of Kedoshim, they would have to wait till the age of 57 before they could say that haftorah again. It's possible. It's possible. Right. That's the max. Because you could go 44 right. years right. without without that haftorah, which is uh, amazing. Again, that haftorah, though, here, I think, I think the Mikates has more fanfare for a couple reasons. Hanukkah. Number one, oh, yeah. it's a Hanukkah. It's the end of Hanukkah. Right. You actually laned, I didn't mention this, you lane three weeks in a row on Friday now. Right. Um, you have two in a row. And Sorry, then, Davis, right. You know, Kedoshim is also different than Hagim. Not everybody has it. Kedoshim, the rules of Kedoshim are complicated, and depending on different men Hagim of, of how to deal with it, because right. it, it, it's... Nobody worries about that Haftorah until actually the Mafter has finished his Aliyah. <laughs> he, he, here we talk <laughs> yeah. about we talk about the Mikates one all year. But I want to tell you my theory of why I think this Mikates phenomenon is so I don't want to say disturbing, but why it it, it, it makes why why it creates a stir in the Jewish world. And I'll tell you why I think so. We have a mentality, and I think you've even confirmed for us that it's that in some cases it's I don't want to say Yarik Valyavra, but it's really important. We actually delay, and tell me if I'm wrong. We actually delay catching up Chutzla Aretz with Israel, so that we can lane a specific parsha Dvarim before Tishabov. Correct? Am I right about that? That's, that's true. That is true. And that and, and true, to yes. me, to me, that is mind boggling. That we would ever delay trying to be on the same page, so to speak, as our brothers and sisters in Israel. But again, this whole business of Bamidbar in Chutzlaritz, it's not always the case. Actually, sort of, sort of. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here. There's two different to- topics. That is, you know, that, you know, we delay so that we have the Taicha falls out in the right place. Right. Dvarim is really answering a different question. Dvarim, Taisa asks a question. It is in Chutzlaritz in Eretz Dvarim is like this, is that when Matas, there's years that Matas and Masay are together, and the Tzav Vayelach are separate. Right. So Tzav and Megillah ask the question, which 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 people in Shul would ask, and you say, wow, there's a Tzav, it's unbelievable. It says, you know what, why don't we separate Matas and Masay, which are, you know, 100, uh, 100 pesukim each, right. uh, 100 and change. Especially with Tzirchad and right? Tzibura, Tzirchad and Tzibura, right? You right? Them, right, and put, put the Tzav Vayelach together, which right. are which are 70, a grand total of 70, right. so it's more balanced. Instead, right. you have 240, 240, 244 pesukim, and then, and then later you're laying 40 and 30. Right. Right? Right. So that's really, that's not right. the Eretz Yisrael Chutzlar. Right. The, the delay that you're talking about is... We, we had a conversation in detail about this. Check the Nachum Single archive. Yeah, no, but but and, but, and that is I under, that's, that's the catch together. That's Mukukai. I understand. That's I understand issue. what you're saying, but remember, I am on the bandwagon and leading the charge that we should always try to catch up to Eretz Yisrael 
as soon as possible. That's my whole mantra. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying, that it's a different type of criteria that goes into the whole issue with Dvarim. I get that. But I, but that's why I'm saying that we, because of the rules of laning, because of the rules of how the calendar is set up, we see how important it is to lane a specific parsha again, by Midbar before Shavuos, Dvarim before sure. Tishabah. Right. Correct. Right. So we understand. Correct. So that's why I'm saying. So we have that whole mentality. So then we grow up. And Miketz is always Shabbos Hanukkah, right? Basically, you know, it's always Shabbos Hanukkah. And I think the it's hard for us to adjust. Wait a second. We know how important it is that these specific Shabbatot that are linked to our holidays take place before our holidays. By mid is Devarim, Tisha B'Av, etc. Absolutely. So how is it possible? How can we yeah. do this? We must rearrange the calendar to make sure Miketz is always Shabbos Hanukkah. That's where I think this whole thing comes I from. Good point. Yeah, that's where I think because I think the Jewish mentality is, wait a second. You can't just go ahead and adjust the calendar and read tomorrow's Haftarah as the regular Miketz Haftarah. It has to be Shabbos Hanukkah. It's our tradition. It's the it's the way it's always done. I think that's where this. I think that's where the fascination with this whole topic because of the calendar this year comes from. That's my uh, that's my whole take on it. Good point. You know what the Haftarah is about. Also, it's one of the most famous stories in Tanakh. That's the you, you, you mentioned so in the Shir. That's the uh, split the baby. Shlomo Melch split the baby. Split the baby. Right. There's another thing I did, forgot to mention, but at the, and I. I I had this on my, my back of my mind, and I couldn't place it till uh, till I was preparing my drasha. So I'll give away. It's a <laughs> The beginning of of the haftarah is a pasuk that says that that Melech made a suda. That's because he had he had, he had given the brach before the haftarah earlier in Malachim, right before the landing of the haftarah. The pesukim before talk about how Shlomo was given wisdom, and in honor of that wisdom, he made a suda. And this is the the medrash in beginning of Kahelis. And Medrash Rabbi in Kahalas also Shirashirim says that this is one of the Makairis that when you finish the Torah, you make a Siyam. Oh, wow. You make a Siyam. So Simchus Torah and a Siyam. And guess what? I, I just thought this is the first time I'm saying this in public on your show. And that is that tomorrow is the first anniversary of the big Siyam Ashas that we had a year ago. <laughs> and that, and, and we're reading the Torah. That the medrash brings a raya from the pasuk right at the beginning to make a siyum. That siyum that was on the fourth of Teves? Correct. Last year, New Year's Day. Everybody remembers it was New Year's Day, but right. Hebrew Day, fourth, was of the fourth of Teves. Wow. So, so we're 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 chazing, uh, we're chazing over that important point. And the question is, why did Shlaima? What was the big deal? Like he didn't really make a siyum. This is a beautiful shot in siyum. That he didn't really make a seam, but he, he made a seam of wisdom. That's not a seam of right? right? You got to go learn. Right. So the answer is he had the potential, and that's very interesting. When you make a seam, you really have the potential to learn more. I, I always, when you first learn, if, if you if you learn through, you know, Dafyaimi and then or, or, or any any Gemaras, and then all of a sudden you come back to Brachas again. It's a new world. You that, know, that's it's a the, whole new world. That fits into the whole story of Moshe Feinstein telling the man to make a seam on one Dafa Gemara. That exactly. fits, that fits right. into the whole exactly. you know, mentality that uh, that you're really celebrating yeah. the fact that you can go forward and learn more. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the beauty of uh, of, of, of Tyra. It's just it's never ending. The more you know, the more you want to know. The more you know, the more you understand further. Yeah, and that's that's really embedded in the in the Tyra, of course. Can I ask you? A, can I ask you? A, I assume you studied Dafyomi. Should I assume that or not? Yes. Yeah, can, I do. Can, do you I mind do. if I ask you a personally personal question? What year you started? Like is it something that you okay. that you started recently, I, or something you did many many years ago? So I did one cycle. I, I, someone made a joke when I was in Kyle that he's going to finish Shas 
seven and a half years after he leaves Kyle. And I, I like that joke. So when I finished Kyle, literally the weekend of, of <laughs> I was at Kyle of San Diego, and uh, literally that weekend, Tafiyam was starting Shkalim, that the Kyle was, uh, you know, actually unfortunately closed many years ago. I was actually to be part of it. It was wonderful in the years when it was there. So I started Shkalim, and then I went, I went through that cycle, basically. And then after that, I stopped, and I restarted again um, the previous cycle, not not this past cycle, but uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, seven or eight years ago, whatever it was. Right. In other words, you've we, we, we you, got into it. Right. And the Dafyomi uh, method, you've completed shots at least two times, is basically the uh... more or less. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, the first uh, that first one, I kind of went out of order. It wasn't full cycle, but then I had made up and, and so on. But basically, not now that I have less homework to do with the kids, so I was able to jump back <laughs> in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, um, yeah. the, um, the the is it rare or not? And I, you probably know these percentages on the top of your head, not to put down the spot. But but many people feel. I know my children felt this way that this is an unusual Hanukkah because they believe that the majority of the time, Rosh Chodesh Teves is two days. True or false? That is true. That it is, is true. true. Is it's true? I'll tell you why. Because majority of the time, Rosh Chodesh Kislev is is one day. But you see, there's three types of years. They're not even evenly divided. But basically, you have what's called a Chaser, which is 29 and 29. Right. You have a you know, Cheshvan is 29 days. Kislev is 29 days, right. which is this year. You have a Kisidra 29 and 30, and then you have a a Shalim, which is both at 30. So now to get to get um, to get Rishchaydish Tevis to have two days, you either a Kesidron's going to work because it's twenty nine thirty, or a Sholem's going to work. So now you got two thirds right off the bat of the types of years that right. bring you two days Rishchaydish. Right. So the only year that you're going to have twenty nine days in in Kislev is is a Chaser, and in fact Chaser is the least of the of the of the of the, of the Batch. So it'd be like twenty um, to thirty percent of the time. Yeah, I could give you the exact number. <laughs> I have um, a feeling you could. <laughs> I have that. I got to look up and, and uh, the the rarity of that. We we can look that up. But so that's why again, I mean, today's date is also very unique because the third of Tevez is sometimes Hanukkah and sometimes not Hanukkah. I have a cousin that had a, a baby girl last night. Of course, I ran to look to see the bas mitzvah. In Twelve years will also have twenty nine days. But I said, if a boy is born today. He's born on Hanukkah, but his bar mitzvah in 13 years is going to be the day after Hanukkah. Wow. Because the third of Tevez, and, and someone's yard site has to be careful. If someone um, uh, if someone has a yard site uh, where, where they were you know, passed away on the third of Tevez, if someone died a year ago, um, they were they lived next door to our shul, and unfortunately they had no relatives in town and nothing, and... Um, it was a very sad story. We actually arranged for the Kfura through, through the Free Barrel um, Association here in Baltimore. And today is his yard site. Wow. But he, di- he died on... Hanukkah. Oh, no. Died, I, he died the day after Hanukkah. Right, he died the Hanukkah. night after Hanukkah, right. but his yard site's today. Wow. Um, you know, on Hanukkah. Anyway, Chaser is a total of about 25% of the years. Right. That's it. Kisidron is about uh, twenty, about twenty nine percent of the years, and the winner is the shalim, which is uh, about forty five percent of the year. So you're going to get three out of four. Basically, you're going to get two days with chaydish, and only one out of four 
you're gonna get a, you're gonna get one, uh, you're gonna get one day. And in fact, you will never have one day Rosh Chodesh Teves two years in a row. Wow! You never have because you never have two chasses in a row. You never you're never gonna have that. So we already know that we have Musaf uh, three times next Hanukkah. Unless, unless they're two right. Shabbos Hanukkah. They're not two Shabbos right. Hanukkah next not, year. Right? No, no, no. So next year we'll right. have uh, three we'll have two Musafs. And, um, and next Shabbos. year should be Shabbos. Yeah, so Shabbos. it'll be two. Oh, interesting. Next year's three Torah, one of those years. Interesting. Next year's three Sifre Torah. Interesting. Wow. Um, um, so, and Kisidron means that, so, so, so Shvat's always one day Rosh Chodesh? And Shvat. Shvat's always one day Rosh Chodesh. And right. Shvat's, Kisidron uh, means. So one second, so, uh, you're right. One and then two and then one and then two. So, so is Adar always two? So Adar's always two. And, and what's Adar Bet? Is Adar Bet always two? Also. It's also always two. two. Both Adars are always right. two. Which I guess makes sense. Right, we, should, we we want more days of Adar, don't we? I mean, we want you know Adar is exactly. always a great month. So. For sure, for sure. Well, well, the end of Adar is only twenty nine days. Adar itself is twenty nine days. Right. So you're gonna have you can have twenty. Shvat is always thirty days, and right. then you can have two days of Shchidish Adar Adar Rishon, and then the extra Adar, which we'll have next year, is going to be thirty days. So Shchidish Adar Sheni is always going to have two days also. Right. So the Kasidron works in a in a regular year. It, it, Toggled right. perfectly because yeah, for, for our family, 30, for our family, everyone calls attention to it in our family because my father died on the twenty eighth of Adar one, so it's always you know that's right. So sometimes his yard site is before Purim, and sometimes excuse me, sometimes his yard site is right before Purim, and sometimes his yard site is after Purim, Purim, sometimes right. after right. So that's uh, and if he would have, and if it would have been the, if the yard site would have been the next day, it would have been a bigger problem because of the way Rosh Chodesh sometimes falls out. Right, the twenty ninth of Adar right. one. Would be his the yard 30, site. The thirtieth of other one. The thirtieth of other one would have been the yard site, then that would have been a uh, that would have been a exactly. a, a real uh, a, deci- a, a real uh, halachic decision to uh, make sure that the yard site was observed properly, because you would actually observe the yard site, I guess, according to some, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, right? Would that make sense? Or correct? Right. The Mishabru says the yard site is kept on. The first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar, but there are opinions that say Rosh Chodesh Nisan as well. Wow. But, uh, but the, the main opinions put it or put it earlier. All right, I'm way over time, yeah, but we, I'm giving you a chance for that story. You want to tell us that story? One big story. There's, there's the good news part of the story, and then there's one that you're going to be disappointed. You want to hear them both, or just the good? <laughs> yeah, news? go ahead, go for it. <laughs> in 1976, I saw there was a cousin's bris in Chicago, and I was in St. Louis Elementary School. We had a vacation. My brother was at Chicago Tells. He told me, come to Chicago for Shabbos. Okay, the Friday was the bris. Friday was the bris. Right. And, um, you know, that and Friday was Shabbos. the last day of Hanukkah, like this year, right. 1976. Shabbos, I saw a chart in a shul. It was it was a shul in Chicago, by Rosenthal, or some shul in Chicago, and uh, California, I think, at Morris, I think it's Shiva today, that building. And it was a chart there that intrigued me. Someone in Cleveland made a chart showing if you dive with a minion, these are how many mitzvahs you could do in a year. Wow. There were like tens of thousands. Wow. And of course, being an interest in numbers, yep. I looked at it and I said, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to dive with a minion. I right? was a kid. Right? It was, it was right. just before, you know, it was, uh, I'm not going to give you exact age, but it right. was, uh, shall we say, around the bar mitzvah age. Right. And um, and it was, it was intriguing. And then it said, send away. There's an interesting part of the story as well. That it said, if you want this chart, you could send away for this chart to an address in Cleveland. There was no name on this chart, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think the number was 68,000 mitzvahs a year or something like that. I, I don't have it in front of me, but it was an unbelievable number. With Amain, he actually counted Amain Ishmi. Rob is in the year. A man of my This a man of my heart, right? Amain, Amain Ishmi, Rabba's Baruch Hu It was amazing. I sent away a self Remember the good old days? Self-addressed stamped on love, right? Sent it in. He sent me the chart. And, and I, I said, this is unbelievable. I started, you know, in St. Louis, there were not a lot of opportunities with Mignon. And most were early. And, I mean, obviously, in, in elementary school, I was right. at the Seagra Academy. They had, I went there for shakras. But Mincha was, Marav was tricky because by the time I got home from school, you know, right. the only Mignon was Yeshiva. I started keeping standings, <laughs> right, for my baseball uh, interest of how many Mignon I got to. It became a fascination by me. Okay. Now roll up the clock, uh, I don't know, 30 years. I get an email from somebody. Rabbi, um, Rabbi Mann from Cleveland, who was the Balmusev in Tal's Cleveland, had passed away, and his family had sent someone in Baltimore the chart that his father had written many years ago. And someone emailed it to me and said, look at this interesting chart. You might be of interest. It might oh. be of interest to you. I said, oh, this chart, you don't understand, this chart had an unbelievable influence on, on, on my life. If Mamish got me, you know, Friday morning's in Yeshiva, you know, the minion, you got to be there on time. Like, there's no there's no monkey business. Oh, wow. And anyway, so I wrote a, I wrote a, a note to the Mann family saying, you, you don't know what this, you know, your father passed away that year. This is a mice already from more than, well, more than 10 years ago. I said, you don't know what impacts me on this little kid in St. Louis who loved numbers. Right? And that that's the story. Unbelievable. Now, the second part, the second part of that weekend was my brother arranged for me he got me a ticket to the London School of Jewish Song concert in Chicago. Wow! <laughs> uh, on on Wilson and in, and and uh, it was a high school building. Okay, but here's the disappointing part: that was the last concert I've ever been to. Oh my gosh! I know you. I was. We, I say this in public. We, on the show. We have to rectify that, Rabbi <laughs> Heber. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been. That was it. Nineteen seventy-six. London was. They were my favorite choir. I still sing them on Yom Run. But anyway, I haven't really had opportunity. St. Louis didn't have those kind of opportunities that you have on the East Coast. So never really panned out. Well, I knew you'd appreciate the story. All I know is that the next time we plan a concert for Baltimore, it's going to be sponsored by Kahal Avos Yisrael Tzemach Tzemach. That's all I know. And the, and the rabbi's going to be asked to give the introductory words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay. <laughs> how do you like that? Rabbi yeah, David had me kids up there, yeah. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> uh, Rabbi David Heber, everybody, our calendaric consultant. Thank you so much, Rabbi Heber. And a happy Hanukkah and a wonderful Shabbos Parshas Mikates. You too. Enjoy. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.